0: Hello. Hi. Oh, hi. Hello. I'm trying new hellos. What? I was gonna say you threw me for a loop there. I know. I'm getting kind of bored of hey, hi, hello. Oh. I'm trying new ones. All right. Keeping it fresh. Hi. Hi. Hey. What's up? Welcome to We're Not Experts, but... uh, This is our podcast that we do. This is a podcast that we own. We have not copyrighted it yet but no we have we (gasps) have remember because the site did it for us oh my god yes look at us little business people we own so many things (laughs) we own we're not experts but we own ourselves we own our dignity I don't own that I have no I'm very tired can you tell yeah uh right before we press play Kate told me that I was going a little crazy, so I don't think that bodes very well for... Well, you said that you wanted a mohawk only sometimes, and then did hand motions. Where are the lies, though? That's what I want sometimes. I told you, get some alligator clips. Yeah. I'm mad that they're called alligator clips, honestly. Are they actually called alligator clips, or am I making that up? You could be making it up. I'm not exactly sure. Are they called claws? Butterfly clips? I feel like the butterfly clips are the teeny tiny little ones that look like butterflies. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, welcome to this episode. This is an episode not about anything that we've said so far. Woohoo! All right, Liv, bring us into today's topic. Today's topic is Liv and Kate did two very separate things, and now we're going to talk about one of them. The way that we decided to approach this was Resolutions suck balls or other (laughs) inappropriate (laughs) phrases. Sorry. One could (laughs) say that. Yes. (laughs) One shouldn't say that, but um, you could. Uh, They stink. How about that? They're not fun for anyone, I don't think. I think- I think it's the word resolution. Like It just comes with a lot of promise and then a lot of disappointment when you don't end up doing it. It's like, yeah. Setting yourself up to fail almost. Well, then it's also like performative, like you're only doing yeah. it because it's this time of year, and it's only for your Instagram page. So you hashtag can new year, new me. Yeah. Hashtag. Yeah. New. No, no. So we didn't want to hop on that train. A, because of all the reasons that we just said. B, because we're slightly lazy. Uh C, also we're slightly anxious. So just Adding something that we have to do on top of it wasn't really in the cards for us. So instead, we decided to pick something that we were into, that we really wanted to give a try, that we thought might make us feel better, you know. And something that we know we could keep up with. Nothing too strenuous, things that we already enjoy, but really wanted to make an exerted effort to keep up with. Right. And then also a reasonable goal. Yes. That's a great thing to say. Correct. Also, to tie in with this podcast, we wanted to make sure that it was an activity that was also, you know, in some way, shape, or form related to reducing anxiety in some way. And last week was a great week to test that. Okay, everyone. (laughs) And by everyone, I mean Kate. What the freaking hell (laughs) happened last week? Okay, oh my god girl have you seen all of those themes about them getting on like no fly list and then completely freaking Listen out shit. yes i now follow this one instagram account it's called homegrown terrorists is dedicated to finding these people and then getting them to the fbi and then they do updates of them like this person arrested this person ident. it's fucking great. It's so good. See, I should take so a page good. out of your book. I was starting to feel bad that everything that I was looking at related to and if for some reason you you're living under a rock, we're talking about the invasion of the capital in this city that we call home. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's the current topic at hand. I was starting to feel bad that everything that I was looking at was like humor or satirical or whatever. I thought I was being disrespectful to a certain regard, so I started reading only the New York Times and only the news, and today I was driving home, and I realized that my shoulders were up in my earlobes, and I think I need to roll back on the the real-time news for a hot sec. Yeah. What? So this happened last Wednesday, which is six days ago at the time of us recording this. Yeah. I definitely felt that the first day as it was happening. I mean, at the beginning of the day, I was so excited because I was invited for an interview for the next day, Thursday, and I was so excited. And then- All of a sudden, you texted me asking if I was okay, because I'm really close to the Capitol. And I was like, what is going on? And I turned on the news, and then everything was happening. And of course, I had to go on Twitter, because... What is doom scrolling if you're not on Twitter, right? And I was looking at all of these influencers on Instagram and Twitter making fun of it already. And I'm like, guys, it's literally happening right now. I know that some people use humor to whatever, but yeah, but then I like kind of was like, all right, they do have a point because if I don't laugh at this situation and at them, in the next five minutes, I might cry. Yeah. It's so. definitely um, I cried the whole drive home that night. Uh, I was so it was day three of my new job. It was day three of commuting, which I am not the biggest fan of, but that's okay. So I'm trying to drive home. There's rumors. Of course, in all of these situations, rumors you know, are circulating and you don't know what to believe. And I was hearing things that the bridges might be shut down and it was actually on the news at one point. And then, Mm. you know, how do I get to my house? Do I go somewhere else? Like, what do I do? Do do I get a go bag? Do I? And so I was crying all the way home. Like I cannot believe this is happening to our country, in our backyard, in our backyard, and because a lot of the maggots were staying in Georgetown. Yeah, they oh, were staying yeah. at the um, by Nat Stadium where I am, and then in Georgetown, which is where you are, very close so, to where I am. Yeah, it was. I was I mean, scared. The being shut down was an actual legit thing that could happen because the last time. 2 weeks ago when all of them were here for the rally highways were getting shut down my boyfriend and i were ubering to my aunt's house on the other side of town it usually takes 20 minutes we were in the car for 2 hours because right. yeah, we you told us could so. not yeah because we could not find a way around it so that is a very or was a very legitimate fear and like i was telling you before we started recording i am getting the fuck out of Dodge for the actual inauguration week. And I think you should too. Yeah, I don't know. I, duh, I can't because I now work in person. So it's not like I can, you know, go up to New Jersey or to Boston. Maybe I can head out to Rockville and and commute from there. I'll see what that looks like. But yeah, you I don't think, know. You don't think that they would, considering everything that's happened the past week? You don't think they'd allow you to work remotely one day or like one week? I don't feel comfortable asking yet because it I am still so fresh and my role literally is to be in person. Like I'm not, not a remote role. So I don't know. We'll see. But let's get back to the topic again. Yeah. Sorry. Managed to already. segue ourselves in the circle. So the, I guess the positive thing to come out of this is that we have two full weeks of doing our selected or whatever we chose. Yep. Therefore, we have a lot to talk about. So we're mm-hmm. actually going to split this into two episodes. So I am going to go first and then Kate will go and we'll post that next week. Mm-hmm. So- Instead of having a full episode and a little mini wrap up the next week, we are doing two full size episodes to say sorry for not posting last week. But honestly, would you have listened if we posted? I don't think so. it, it It didn't feel right. Even oh no. to record at all. No. Well, actually, to tell you the truth, I full on forgot that we were supposed uh, to not gonna lie, same. <laughs> <laughs> when the world is crumbling down around you, it's really hard to remember to podcast. <laughs> it's really hard to remember to do anything but weep at the state of the world. Many tears, many, many, many tears. Ugh. Anyway, so okay. we don't even really know what the other did, to be honest with you. I mean, I didn't know what you did until I posted on the Instagram account and saw that you had done meal prep, which is yeah. so exciting. I know that you love that. Yes, I do love meal prepping, at least something surrounding <laughs> meal prep, but really what it came down to was I wanted something that was going to fit in with my first week of work. And this seemed like the thing that I would be the most consistent about. And I think I was right. And you do know how to cook. So the act of like, it's like riding a bike, right? Like, you know what to do, when to do it. You know where things are and what goes with what. So it really takes a lot of the thinking out of it, which is kind of what we said in the first episode, Mm -hmm. that is your brain needs to just kind of like shut down from everything and try to kind of like go through the motion. So I can definitely see how that would really work for you. Yes. And I have a lot of things to report. So I am going to dive in if you're ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Perfect. So even though we're not researching for these episodes, I decided that you all deserved me to Google the words benefits of meal prepping and reading to you the first thing that pops up. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Seven benefits of meal prepping. You'll save time. You'll have more dough in your pocket. Haha. <laughs> I think that's supposed to be a stupid food pun. Either way, I don't like it. You can better manage your portion sizes. You might lower your stress levels. Uh, okay. You'll gain a new handy skill. You'll create a better relationship with food. I might argue that one. And then the last one is my favorite. It says, you'll inspire others. Uh, What? I hope you know I chose this topic solely to inspire you. And you know what? It kind of worked because now I'm like, not as in-depth as you did, but I now have a little handy-dandy notepad on my fridge that I like write down meals that I'm going to do because my mom got me a meal prep week pad for Christmas. That's what I'm doing. Anyway, you did inspire me. That's so exciting. Inadvertent benefit that I didn't know was going to happen. Yay. I mean, all of that, yes, absolutely. My, um, what, thesis, my, like, motto for walking into this, what was going to be a week, but turned into two weeks of doing this for the podcast was, I want to be as chill as an anxious as fuck human being can be at my new job. So that was the sole purpose of meal prepping, was to be, to just take one aspect that would contribute to stress normally and try to remove it to help, you know, kind of just mitigate some of that pre-work stress. So I figured I would start by telling you my process and then I'll talk about some of the like wins and losses of this experience. Is that okay? Go for it. Yay. Okay. Also, I'm sweating. Just FYI. I think it's very nice. hot. And like, we're not even in the same place, but I was going to be like, yeah, it is hot in here. <laughs> I'm all sweating. But sure. we're not together. No, we're just, you know, sweating by association or something. My process was very basically do some shopping, prep some stuff, cook some stuff, eat some stuff. So that's very refined. Yeah. Um, <coughs> And drilled down. But basically what I did was I did not write anything out. I'm not a big, for someone who needs to take notes and like carry a notebook around with me, I don't love meal prepping by hand. Like I don't love mm. Monday, sauteed asparagus and blah, blah, blah. I will need X, Y, and Z. That's too- So does that also mean that you don't plan out like what meals you're actually going to make? No, or is that like a different component for different you than I? I do it in my head. I keep it all in my head. Okay. This time, though, for the very sake of the podcast, I did specifically pick out ten recipes that I would use as a reference. Like you okay. said, because I already know how to cook, I typically don't follow recipes i riff off of like what they've written so like for instance one of the things that i did was a sheet pan sausage and peppers with potatoes i read through the recipe i watched her video it's a a food blogger that i follow on instagram i like basically knew what she did but then i used my own type of peppers and my own type of sausage and my own type of seasonings so to prep so like the beginning stages I went through, I picked out those 10 recipes based on, you know, what I thought might be easy, what I thought might, you know, taste nice. Should I Mm. read some of them for you? Yes, please. I would love to hear them. Okay, great. Here are just a quick few. I already mentioned the sheet pantry thing situation, which is from a food blogger that I've followed for a long time called How Sweet Eats. Actually, a lot of these are from her. She's great. She does like very low-key delicious nice things uh a korean chicken chicken. bowl sorry like in a simplified way or like for experienced cooks such as yourself like could i follow along you could definitely follow along but what i think what would happen is you would not have some of the ingredients because you're not someone who's like constantly shopping and constantly cooking and picking up new things right um okay she definitely relies on a a very well stocked pantry and flavors that are not like your basic you know like I don't know just everyday thing the another one was a coconut chicken curry meatball situation a soup which is kind of like a minestrone kind of situation, a lemon garlic orzo soup. I was really feeling soup this week. And then a I, different, <laughs> yeah, I love soup so much. And then a different thing, which was maple sheet pan sausage with butternut squash and Brussels sprouts. I don't like butternut squash, so I'm not really sure why I pulled that one as an inspiration, but you know, there you go. So what I ended up settling on was the sheet pan sausage at peppers and onions. I did a curry. It was not a red curry. It ended up being a green curry because I had lemongrass and ginger just hanging out in my house. And then I prepped a whole bunch of veggies. And if you follow our Instagram and you watch, you would have seen some of that. Basically anything that I could pre-chop, I pre-chopped. Brussels sprouts. I did two onions just to like have diced up ready to go during the week. I prepped some taco meat, which... Actually turned out to be probably the best idea because I used it, I cooked it on Wednesday and I used it all the way until yesterday because a pound of ground meat for one person is so much meat when you are like making tacos or something like that. So I just, I prepped that and I ended up having tacos on Friday and then tacos for dinner as well. Yesterday, Oh, and then tonight too, which maybe wasn't good by now because it was almost a week later, but it tasted fine, and I'm I'm still alive. So yeah. Okay, so, just a, a logistical question from someone who doesn't meal prep and also has a lot of anxiety surrounding leftovers of mm-hmm. any sort and not liking to eat them. Yes. When you prep things like cooked vegetables. Like you said that you did a lot of your like dicing and chopping of vegetables like Brussels sprouts or like mm-hmm. even, you know, cooking rice. You cooked a lot of rice. Yeah. Like putting them back in the fridge, doesn't it get weird? No. So to clarify, I did not pre-cook the Brussels sprouts or anything like that. Okay. I fully just chopped up. That definitely is one of those things that comes learning with time so knowing that if you wrap some paper towel at the top of your container to soak up some of the moisture as things, you know, hang out in your refrigerator, that really helps keep veggies crisp. Um, with the onion, knowing that if you're not going to use it within a couple of days, you should pop it in your freezer because it's gonna start to get funky. Like, yeah. Though I definitely have the leftover thing too. I think it comes from My mom used to, and I I do this now, which I thank her for, but back in the day, she used to make us eat cold leftover chicken, even when it was like three days later. And it just tasted so gross to me. And so I developed a yucky. I go for strong, bold flavors when I know I'm going to be eating it multiple times, which is why I did a curry. So it was very spicy and very flavorful. So I knew that, you know, on day two, it's going to taste just as good as day one. The one thing I can't get over is microwaving. And if I was at home, I wouldn't microwave my leftovers mostly because I don't have a microwave, but also I just don't like using microwaves. I'm weird like that. And at work, there only is a microwave. Right. So that kind of grossed me out. But overall, well, I mean, the microwave, like with, chicken. I do have a microwave and I use it a lot because I like to rely on microwave dinner <laughs> and like chicken nuggets that I can pop in the microwave and shit like that. So I did prep a lot of chicken last week. And for some reason, I don't know why I didn't just go to my stove. Not like i have a lot going on right now (laughs) but like I popped it in the microwave and it just like came out all rubbery and stuff and like it was only two days old and I kept it in one of those uh rubbermaid airtight containers that's supposed to you know extend the lifespan of your food um it works really well for strawberries and grapes I have been snacking on those a lot. And that's kind of what I get really anxious about the most about leftovers is like, I don't know what it is. And this is definitely like a first world problem. It makes me seem so bratty that like I won't eat leftovers. But there's just something about it that's even when it's like freshly cooked and I just put it in a container in the fridge, I'm like, I don't wanna eat this. Like it's weird to me. Yeah. And so I don't know if I would necessarily like meal prepping like that. I don't know. Well, so my suggestion then would be and this I'm purely suggesting this because I did this for myself because I hate the leftover chicken taste. I will like if I'm going to have it for dinner the next day, I will not cook all of it. I will keep like, you know, if let's say it I made chicken meatballs for the curry. So if I was going to feel funky about that, I would cook, you know, maybe enough for two portions. And then I would keep the rest either in the freezer or the refrigerator, you know, obviously only another day or two in a marinade or in something to keep it preserved. And that way you cook it, it's prepped and ready to go, but then you cook it when you're ready. So that way you don't, it's technically a leftover because you made it two nights ago, but it's So still you haven't not cooked it yet. Exactly. A fresh ingredient. And I guess that that comes with a lot of like practice, not just with cooking, but with meal prepping- itself like knowing what tastes good when knowing what to prep and yeah stuff like that. that takes a lot like practice makes perfect practice can take a lot of anxiety about doing anything out of it for sure yeah that's a good point I think practice is key I think that's why I chose this mm-hmm. I mean I don't necessarily meal prep a lot I've gone through spurts but this was definitely the most prepared ingredients prepared meals I've ever done at one time I did like a full Sunday six hours of cooking and prepping wow that's a long time you it was the kitchen, like all day yeah yeah it was crazy it was fun though like I like you said I turn my brain off and I'm cooking I'm listening to a podcast and I'm cooking or I'm talking on the phone and I'm cooking and it's just it's so low uh, mm-hmm. stakes for me I love it so much but let but me also, Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead. Um, but you also like the entire aspect of food in general, right? Like you think going to the grocery store except on Sundays is a very low-key chill, non-anxiety inducing experience. Whereas when I go to the grocery store and I've started going every week, be proud of me, but I I'm guess. still... Like I have to turn my headphones off because I'm like, I can't hear anything. I have no idea where to go. And I don't even get freaking service in my safe way. <laughs> so I can't even like Google where things are. So we are very different. You love every aspect of it. You think every aspect of it is just very relaxing. And please correct me if I'm wrong, but... No, you're right. No, I love going to the grocery store. In fact, during COVID when... I mean, we're still in COVID, but like in the throes of COVID when no one was going anywhere except to get food, going to the grocery store was the highlight of my fucking week. Like I love going to the grocery store, but I was actually going to switch gears, but it actually ties right into what we were talking about. So One of the things that I failed at was I should have realized that I would want to play around in the kitchen more because I was so anxious coming home from my first couple days at work. And then on top of having, you know, the whole world crash and burn, I wasn't prepared enough to cook if I wanted to cook. Like I prepared too many things. So on Monday, they sent me home early from work because they have like orientations and you just get so much information. So I was done at three something. So I drove around the area where my office was or is, and there's a Whole Foods. And I was like, fuck yes, I'm going to (laughs) de-stress by walking around this Whole Foods. That sounds like the opposite of de-stress. Yep. (laughs) I don't know. I love it so much. And a Whole Foods, like, get me to any place other than a Whole Foods. <laughs> not I mean, you do get the bulk of, like, the bulk of your grocery shopping experience has been in the city where they're so packed and so yeah. full of obnoxious humans. But this one is out in Reston, Virginia, which is not far from D.C., but it's not close either, so it's a little bit more spacious. But this was a very small Whole Foods, so it wasn't the best for wandering. Even still, I saw a couple of ingredients as I walked in, and I was like, ah, I'm gonna make handmade tortellini in the style of the bolognese ladies that I used to watch while walking down the fucking street in Italy while I lived there. Mm. That's called an anxious... Avoided behavior where you oh don't want to God. deal with your real life uh, and you know. Yeah, I was, I was just gonna ask you. So, do you think that you did too much meal prep just to avoid all of your thoughts and feelings about the week that was? Is like that? What kind of what you mean? Or no, no, no. The complete opposite. I was too prepared. I had um. no activity to then throw myself into. So. I fully was interested, I guess you could say, in in doing an activity. And for me, cooking is an activity. I bought mortadella, which, I mean, is what bologna is based off of, which inherently is gross. But if you get good mortadella, it's delicious. And then ground pork, prosciutto, and parm. And then I blended it all up into like a paste. It also had some spices in it, too. Some sage and some deliciousness. And then I made a Parmesan stock. Mind you, this is all on Monday night after my first day of work. (laughs) With all of my fresh, beautiful food waiting cut in my refrigerator for me. And I made a Parmesan stock, which was very simple. You just like collect a whole bunch of Parmesan rinds for a couple of months as you go through the blocks. And then you put them up in a cheesecloth and boil them with, you know, I caramelized some onions and, and garlic and things like that. So I prepped all of that. And I did actually end up eating the curry meatballs for dinner. But then the next day, Tuesday, I finally stuffed and shaped the tortellini, which was an incredibly fun activity to do. And then I got to eat tortellini in broth, which is a classic dish from Bologna. It was fucking fun. I even, would you like to know an embarrassing fact about me? Yes, please. I've been on an antibiotic so I haven't been drinking so I even put a glass of wine out for my Instagram because I wanted it to look beautiful. (laughs) It's that not embarrassing? You just pour that down the drain then? I took a sip. You could have just like put it in a bag and mailed it to me (laughs) and I would have drank it. (laughs) Do you imagine mailing a baggie of wine? Ew. So I think, you know, I've talked a lot a long time now, so let me sum it up for us here. I loved the experience. I'm actually still using some of the chopped foods into my second week, which is fantastic. Having that those chopped up Brussels sprouts is a godsend because you just throw them on a sheet pan, drizzle mm-hmm. some olive oil. It really did de-stress my life and having um, frozen, I froze some soup and things like that. Having that just ready to go in the morning. Uh, because when we talk about our Rosen Thorn, uh, here's a spoiler alert. My fucking Thorn is waking up in the morning to go to work. <laughs> God damn. I am not a morning person. Yeah, I'm so. not looking forward to that when I get employed again. My boyfriend said on Monday, because I stayed over from Sunday into Monday and I woke up at noon and he just looks at me and he's like, you're going to have to start waking up earlier. (laughs) No, don't stop. Drink it up while you can, man. But yeah. Um, So anyway, it's been nice to have just like prepped lunches because that's the other goal too. I don't, I was supposed to be saving money this year. I was supposed to be, you know, moving and not living in this and not having to spend on rent. There was a whole bunch of, you know, stuff in motion. So this was going to be my year. I had a a savings goal of $10,000 and I'm not going to be able to do, well, actually I'm still going to try, but one of the big things for me, it's not a resolution. It's a, I'm kicking my own ass into gear and saving as much money as humanly possible. And I don't want to order out for lunch. I just don't. Yeah, so you spend a lot of money that way, which is, I mean, causes a lot of anxiety in and of itself. Right. So I, I totally get that. Yep. So I must say listen, even if you don't have a ton of experience in the kitchen, if you are interested in meal prepping, try it. Just, even if you just chop up some vegetables or some fruit, or I don't know, slice your loaf of bread. I don't know why you'd buy a loaf of (laughs) bread, but just like baby steps. (laughs) You can tell I can't eat bread, can't you? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm just going to pop over to say if I am buying a loaf of unsliced bread. Heck, I don't know what you and your bougie ass ash boozy ass Woo! Bougie- This is all getting cut. Yep. I don't know what you and your bougie-ass-fuck. <laughs> On second thought, leave this in because that was amazing. I'm obviously having a brain aneurysm, so. It's fine. No. You're just dead. You're a ghost. I am a ghost. So yeah, do you have any thoughts, feelings, or questions about meal prepping? No, I feel like you've answered all of my questions. I am currently in not meal prepping, but planning out my meals. Same words, different meaning. So I think I need to get myself into that habit before I can, and even like become comfortable in the kitchen because oh my God, let me tell you. And it's not even the size of my kitchen that's worrisome because it's tiny. I just need to get comfortable with cooking. And then maybe I'll start meal prepping because I definitely think that it's something that you need to already be comfortable with. I don't know. I don't know if I agree. I think what it does need is for you to actually plan. Like if you're not comfortable with cooking and you're not comfortable with like getting an idea in your head, like, Oh, I'm going to make fucking tortellini from scratch planning. You know, I want to cook this recipe, like doing the research. I don't think you necessarily have to be super, super comfortable in the kitchen, but you have to like be dedicated enough to plan your purchasing and your Uh And Maybe that's like my own anxious thought, because I have said that a lot, like these past few episodes, that you need to be comfortable doing something for it to work. And, you know, just hearing you say that you don't agree with me, I was like, yeah, you know, just do it. Get out of your comfort zone. This is what this whole thing's about. So yeah, I take back everything that I said. Well, I don't know. I think you have a good point. We as anxious people are constantly wanting to be comfortable. So it feels like the natural thing that you need is to be comfortable yeah. to get enjoyment or benefit from something. But I mean, fuck, I I'm 900% of the time, not comfortable with anything that I'm doing. So if right. I let that, <laughs> yeah, if I let that stop me, then I wouldn't do anything. So I don't know. Same. I am a big proponent of meal prepping in general I think you don't need... Oh, this was a point I wanted to make. You do not need to get some fancy-ass glass containers. It is helpful if you have a plethora of containers, but you don't need some venting container you don't need matching containers you don't need all of this stuff that's one thing i really freaking hate about like quote unquote meal prepping culture if you are looking at i mean even if you google like i just googled and you have your ads and stuff turned on at the bottom of my google is easy fine vented lid blah 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 rubbermaid storage blah blah it's it's Like glass bento boxes. Yes, exactly. aesthetic utensils. Is it nice? Yes, absolutely. Did as a treat for myself at the same time that I bought this luxurious bathrobe, did I also buy a cute salad bowl um, that I found on sale at, what is that place that we love? Nordstrom Rack? Yes, of course. But do you know what all of my whatchamacallits went into? They went into, uh, and by whatchamacallits, I'm sorry, I mean broccoli. I put them in leftover takeout containers. It doesn't matter, you know? Just use what you have. That's also a big thing. Reducing waste, using the scraps of what you've cooked the night before to make a stock or something. I don't know. I think it's... And it's, And speaking of cost, like, it'll be one large expense at the beginning of one week, and then... Like, one week or two weeks later, it's another expense. Maybe not so much because you already got a lot of, like, your seasonings and stuff, which you didn't have. And then it could save you a lot of money in the long run. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think if you are not trying to, you know, be a cuckoo crazy with all of the aesthetic stuffs and not. I'm not dissing that. Yeah. If that's what, if you have the means to do that and you also like that and it makes you feel better that they all look super pretty, then fuck yeah, of course. I have a bento box from Causebox, which is a um, subscription service that supports Um, you know, like minority, women-owned, small business only. And they sent me a bento box, which actually, I must say, it has been incredibly helpful because it has two different tiers that are separated. So you could have something like um, when I did my tacos, I was able to make the taco meat and put it at the bottom and then put cheese and a pico that I made up top and keep it all separate instead of it all getting mushy and weird. Like, it is nice to have tools, but you can also find ways to do that with things that you already have. I think yeah, that's clutch. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Well, I could talk about meal prepping on, <laughs> uh, you know on and on and on. I'm sorry. I just clicked on a link that caught my eye as I was staring at all of those stupid advertisements. And it's the USDA Economic Research Service, United States Department of Agriculture say Americans spend an average of 37 minutes a day preparing and serving food and cleaning up. That seems like way too short a period of time. Yeah. Unless you're just doing like lean cuisines from the freezer. Yeah. What? I take 37 minutes to wash all my dishes I, I, and yeah. I don't have a dishwasher. I'm consistently splashing myself, but I think that's wrong. Yeah. Anyway, I'm tangent and spiraling. <laughs> Let's talk about roses and thorns. Yes, please. Uh, should I go first? And- yeah. I don't. Really have oh wait, no, I do. So my thorn for this week is I forgot to take my meds for over a week. Yay! So I've been a little depressed, baby, and it's like a vicious cycle, right? Because I do have an alarm on my phone to take them, but all it takes is like one day of you not working the system, <laughs> quote unquote. And then the next day I'm like, oh they're too far away. I'll get them later. And then the next day, oh, I don't wanna. And then it's just a vicious cycle. But before we started recording, you did remind me to take my meds. I like got up, I was already doing stuff and I took them. So Yay. hooray! And I have another appointment with my psychopharmacologist on Friday. So that's going to be a fun conversation. But anyway, so my rose, is that it's my two-year anniversary with the boys on Friday. Ew, don't ever say that ever again. (laughs) Yeah, I heard it come out of my mouth, and I just couldn't finish saying friend. (laughs) And I hated every second of it. All right, let me start that again. It's my two-year anniversary with my boyfriend on Friday. And (gasps) even though he hates my apartment and, like, hates my couch, he's coming over and I am going to be cooking him dinner as a good little wifey should. I'm just kidding. I just found a great recipe and I really don't want to go to his apartment again for, like, the fourth consecutive weekend in a row, so... Yay. That sounds That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be fun. Two freaking years feels like a combination of one day and nine billion days. So it'll be fun. You said, you know what you're cooking. Look at that fucking picture. Yeah. Look how good does that look. It has cheese on it. Oh, it's going to be so good. I'm so excited. That I'm is excited. very exciting. And I'm going to make like a little fad salad. Wowie, wow. Are you doing a dessert as well? No, he can bring that. Hell yeah. <laughs> I can't do everything. Tell him to pick up a pint of goddamn ice cream in the very least. <gasps> Some dairy-free ice cream. like Oh, that's Halo right. You're not top. doing dairy right now. Yeah, like Halo Top Mint Chip Non-Dairy. Oh, it's so good. It's, oh my God, it's like drugs. Wow. <laughs> drug. And then he's also going to bring over... The makings for white Russians and also some Wait other type of alcohol. What? How are you doing a white Russian if you're not drinking dairy? It's <laughs> just a little bit of heavy cream. And okay. it's, it's a loophole. It's fine. It's, an yeah, it's only because we're going to be watching The Great Lebowski, which I have never seen. And it's time to correct that according to him. Oh wow. So that it's like amazing. one or two white Russians and then he's going to bring over some like vodka or rum or whatever because I recently signed up for Discovery Plus so I can watch the new Joe Kenda show and Good Eats with Alton Brown is on there mm-hmm. from the very first freaking episode and there's a drinking game for his very early seasons that we are going to play. Yes! So, oh my gosh. Yeah. Fun. I'm very, very, very excited. That sounds epic. Yeah. Anyway, enough about me. Tell me about you. Okay. Well, I already teased my thorn, but I'm a a child when it comes to waking up in the morning. I just hate it. I hate it so much. Even if I get a good night's sleep, I don't like waking up in the morning. I know that whole thing where you like, you know, you get older and apparently you start getting up earlier. That just hasn't happened for me. If I don't set my alarm. That was a liar. I don't know. A lot of people I know have that happen to them. But not me. I could (laughs) sleep until noon if I let myself go. Like I slept until one the other day. So I gotcha. Obviously have had a job this whole time. It's not like I haven't been working. But because I was working at home, I did not have to go through the whole waking up getting up process I would set my alarm for 10 minutes before 9 a.m and like get up and brush my teeth and then sign on to my laptop as I was doing all of my normal morning things but now I have to be in the office somewhere between 8 and 8 30 each morning and it takes usually somewhere between 27 to 35 minutes to get there so I'm leaving before 4, 8 a.m. And just wait until after COVID. Oh, I oh, know. I was talking to a guy, uh, a co-worker today, and he said, you know, your boss, th- she was really worried that you were not going to sign on because of the commute. And I said, actually, the commute's not bad. It's what I would do on the metro if I was living, you know, where I am now and going to my old job. And he said, well, I also live in D.C., The morning commute usually isn't that bad, but the way home takes double to triple the time during non-COVID, so not looking forward to that, but it's really the waking up for me, man, but it's okay. I have a lot of roses this week, and I'm not going to censor myself because I feel like I want to feel as happy as I feel Like there's just, I've been so depressed and so like not myself for a while now. So I feel like I have to highlight all of them and like (laughs) dwell on them. (laughs) My first rose is my tortellini. It was the best meal (laughs) I've ever eaten. (laughs) My number two is starting this job. Everyone is so nice. Everyone has worked there for 20 plus years. I can't begin to tell you how many people I talk to and they're like, oh yeah, I just celebrated my 18th anniversary here. What the heck? And I went through the culture training today and it's just, it's a, you can tell it's a nice company. They're compensating me well. They're also... Like part of the onboarding is making a roadmap of where you want to be because they know you're not going to stay in this job forever. So instead of trying to force you into something forever and ever and whatever, they make a whole career development roadmap literally the week you start. So that way you are from the get working toward what comes next. And it's a part of all of your like review process and the whole thing. So that's cool. Really like that. I appreciate that. There was something else and and I don't remember what it was. (laughs) I'm sure you'll remember like 10 minutes after we hang up. I'm sure. I'll just do it next week. If so, I have a work phone now and I have swag, company swag. Oh, you can't really see it. Ooh. Yeah. It's also just nice to be back in an industry as traumatic as our experiences were at the company that we worked at together slash not together. That was my first foray into professional anything before that I only worked in food service except for internships over the summer at a government contracting company, which was not the same thing. But it was where I learned every element of, you know, your professional life. So it feels cool to be back in that and like actually have a grasp of some of the things that go on and some of the big players and I don't know. I'm cool with it. Also, my Monstera has a light now. I finally hung my pendant light over my it looks Monstera. It looks really cute. Okay, I'll, st- I'll stop talking. I'm sorry. I just feel like you got to shout it all out when you have it. Obviously. Yep. Anyway. Oh, I know what it was going to be. I'm yeah. so My face, it doesn't look it, but it has calmed down significantly. I can tell. Yeah. Especially yeah. like the... Right here, area. Yep. Your front cheek. Front, what's what's this? Chin. Chin. <laughs> front cheek? <laughs> front, what it, um, okay. <laughs> this has gone off the rails. Which means is- it's time to bring it on home. <laughs> All right. So you can find us on any of your favorite podcast app mm-hmm. at uh, we're not experts, but. Please follow us give us a rating comment where else can they find us Twitter at not experts one Instagram we're not experts but uh, go follow us you can even send us a little fancy email at we're not experts but at gmail.com give us some inspo or just say that you're trying stuff you can create an anonymous email we won't we don't even need it to be your personal email you could just say Creepy person anonymous email at gmail.com, and then you could I like email us. Right. Whoever that's sent the us problem. the first email gets a tortellini. Just one? Yeah, that's all you need. They're very rich. Okay. <laughs> Just kidding. I ate all of them. Okay, on that note, we love you. Oh, Kate's still laughing. I'm sorry. Hold that love. Hold the phone. <laughs> all right. We love you guys. I hope you, you know, keep that panic at bay. Cheers to that. Cheers to it. (laughs) Bye-bye, friends. Bye.